You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Psalms. We are doing some Sunday nights in the Psalms, and I have enjoyed this series. I hope you have as well. I hope it's been a blessing. I don't know if I'll get through the whole psalm tonight. I'm going to try to. It is Psalm 25, and I'll probably focus uh, primarily on the first few verses, and if we have time, we'll get into the rest, but such a powerful, powerful, rich psalm. Let me read Psalm 25, the first seven verses, and then we'll have prayer, and we'll jump into our message for tonight. Our Father, we love you. We pray that you would bless us and help us and speak to us. And help us not to miss the truths from your word. Thank you for the privilege that we have uh, to have a copy of the word of God. Thank you for the privilege we have to, to teach and to preach and to share and to memorize and to meditate on your word. I pray that you'd give us what we need tonight on this Sunday evening. May the word of God go forth with power. And may we not only be hearers of the word, but may we be doers of the word also. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 25, I'll read the first seven verses. I was going to do that before prayer, but I didn't, so I'll do it right now. Verse number one, it says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions, According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. I want you to notice this psalm. There are 22 verses, and there were, and still are, 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. This psalm is actually an acrostic or an alphabetical psalm, meaning that in the Hebrew, each verse began with a different letter of the alphabet. It'd be like for us sometimes in in preaching or uh, in teaching, we'll give an acrostic. And like, for instance, if we went through the alphabet and we said, let's come up with some words uh, to describe our God. Well, letter A, he is almighty. Uh, Letter B, uh, he can be uh, uh, believed and we ought to believe in God and we ought to trust in God and C, uh, he's our comforter and and uh, D, he's our deliverer, and E, he is ever, you know, we just would go all the way through the alphabet. I should have thought of a better word for B, but I thought of it on the spot, and it, it just kind of went with it. But thanks for uh, bearing with me there. But this psalm is an alphabetical, it's an acrostic uh, psalm. And this psalm here, David is writing, and he starts off in verse 1. And you, you can't miss verse 1. David says, unto thee, O Lord do I lift up my soul? Right away, first verse, David says, I've got to get to God. I've got to talk to God. I've got to run to God. I've got to look to God. And notice what he says. He says, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Now, we don't use that 
terminology much really today. But what David was saying is, God, I'm not just lifting up my words. These are not just some words I'm saying to pass the time. These are not words I'm saying to impress somebody that's listening next to me. He said, God, I am pouring out my heart and my soul and my being. God, I'm serious about this. God, I need you. Notice verse two. He says, oh my God, what a powerful expression. He said, you are my God. Uh, You are my God. Uh, a king. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my strength. You are what I need. God, I am thankful that you are mine. I'm so thankful that uh, we can say that God is our God. Notice what he says in verse 2, I trust in thee. Uh, I'm counting on thee. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in you, O God. And then he says this, let me not be ashamed. That word ashamed, it means to be disappointed. And can I tell you, uh, I know there have been times that I have disappointed God. I I know that. And if you're honest with yourself, so have you. We all have. We're we're sinners. And uh, we come short of the glory of God and all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. But I'll say this. I know there have been times that I have disappointed God. But I'll tell you this. He's never disappointed me. He has never let me down. And David said, God, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be ashamed. And God, I don't want my enemies to get the victory over me. He says in verse 3, yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. He says, God, I'm not just praying for myself now. I'm praying for others. I don't want anybody that's waiting on you, anybody that's trusting you to be ashamed or to be disappointed. God, uh, my prayer is not just for me, but my prayer is for others. And friend, I hope this evening, I hope that we're not just praying for ourselves, but I hope we're praying for others. I hope we're, we're aware of and cognizant of the, the needs of others all around us. Get a burden for somebody and pray for them. And David prayed for others. He says, let them be ashamed, not those that wait on thee, but let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Can I tell you, God is so good to us. God is so merciful to us. God is so loving. There is no cause. There is no reason for us to transgress, uh, to disobey uh, against a holy, loving, a righteous, merciful God. We ought to be ashamed of our transgressions. We ought to be ashamed of our sin, and may God help us. Uh, We are uh, no longer ashamed of sin, and we don't blush about sin, and uh, we don't care. Uh, We're we're proud of sin, and we'll, we'll post it on Facebook, and we'll post it on the internet, and we'll brag about our sin. But sin is a shameful thing, and David says, God, let them be ashamed, which transgress without cause. Then verse number four In verse 5, I'll get back to these verses in a minute, but these are so powerful. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Verse number 5, he says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Notice verse 6. David says, Remember, O Lord, not my sin, but God, would you please remember your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses. Just think about those words, tender mercies. Aren't you glad that God is tender with us? Aren't you glad that God is long-suffering with us? And then it says loving kindnesses, God's loving 
kindness is. Just take those two words, God is loving and God is kind, and you put that together and God shows us mercy and loving kindness every day. I want to remind us this evening that not only has God been good in the past, and not only is God good in the present, but God will be good in the future. He is always good. It says, for they have been ever of old. That means that God's mercies and, and kindnesses are eternal. They are everlasting. And David says, God, that's what I need you to remember. Don't remember my sin. Please forgive me and please cleanse me. But God, please do remember your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Verse 7, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions according to thy mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. He said, God, don't remember me because of my merit, but remember me because of your goodness and because of your mercy. But then verse 7, the beginning of the verse, he says, remember not the sins of my youth. Uh, I know we've got uh, folks of different ages listening on the radio but I want to warn you, be very careful in your youth. Uh, Satan loves to attack and Satan loves to destroy all Christians. But Satan especially, he likes to focus on young people because if he can get a young person, in many, many cases, he can have control and he can set the direction for the rest of their life. Proverbs chapter 2, the Bible talks about uh, that person that forsook the guide of her youth. Uh, many young people, they started off good and they had a guide and they had a, a parent, or they had a pastor, but they forsook that. And when you get away from God in your youth, you are setting up yourself for failure and disappointment. That's why Ecclesiastes 12.1, it says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. David said, God, please don't remember the sins of my youth. Uh, Paul warned Timothy, uh, he said, flee also youthful lust. There is a temptation in youth and there is that tendency in youth, but give your youth to God and remember God in your youth and, and don't make mistakes in your youth that you will live later to regret. David prayed that God would forgive and God would forget. And, uh, verse number uh, eight, David said, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way? God's desire for us is to be holy, to be good, to be upright like he is holy. We're to be conformed to his image. Uh, we're, uh, Romans 8 says we're to be conformed to the image of his son. God teaches us the way, uh, much like we teach our children. Uh, Brother Caleb is here helping me, and Brother Caleb, he and his wife, they have three children. My wife and I, we have five children. And can I tell you, uh, every child requires teaching, and every child requires training. And God is teaching us in the way, much like we are to teach our children. Proverbs 22 says, train up a child in the way he should go. You don't just tell your children once and say, okay, now figure it out but you teach them in the way and along the way. You teach them and you show them and you direct them. Verse number nine, the Bible says, the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way. Many times we don't learn what God wants to teach us because of our pride, because we're not humble, because we do not allow God to guide us. I tell you, it's hard, especially when someone corrects you. Uh, I've been corrected many times in my life, but I remember one in particular that was very embarrassing. I played the trumpet when I was in elementary, and I played it in junior high, and I played it some in high school. And 
And we moved when I was uh, uh, get finishing up my junior year, and I stopped playing. And it's no excuse. I just I stopped, and I wish I would have kept it up. But I remember we were at a fine arts uh, competition, and I had played the trumpet. And honestly, I didn't do very good in that particular competition. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. But you know, when you don't do very well uh, at a performance or you don't do very well at a job, you know what you like to do? You like to just kind of sneak away and you like to crawl under a pew somewhere and you hope nobody sees you. But one of those judges, and bless his heart, he was, he was trying to help me. But one of those judges said, uh, young man, before you go anywhere, he said, I want to talk to you about this. And in front of everybody that was watching, uh, other students, uh, other parents, the other judges, uh, he begins to tell me what I should have done and how I could have done it better. And you know, the truth is he was absolutely right. And as much as I didn't want to stand there and listen, I stood there and listened. And when I got done, it blessed my heart, but my youth pastor was there and he said, you know, Jeremy, he said, I know it wasn't easy, but he said, I love the way that you took the correction. And uh, I wanted to say, yeah, but I sure didn't want to. I wanted to get out of there. But you know, sometimes we need correction, don't we? Sometimes we need to be meek and humble, and we need to uh, get rid of the pride so that God can teach us. And that's what verse number uh, 10 talks about, so that uh, God can teach us. Verse 9, excuse me. Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. And verse 11, for thy namesake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. Uh, you say, uh, what's great? Uh, our iniquity, <laughs> our sin. Uh, our sin is, is great, and not in a good way. It is great in a bad way, and it is uh, it is so uh, wicked. Our, our iniquity, uh, it, it, it overtakes us. And uh, may we get back to the point where we recognize that we are sinful, exceedingly sinful. And may we thank God for his mercy. Verse 12, it says, what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way. If you and I will fear God, if we will reverence God, God is able to teach us. And verse 13, his soul shall dwell at ease. We can have peace. Verse 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. There it is again, fearing God and respecting God and reverencing God, and he will show them his covenant. Uh, God can't teach you what he wants to teach you if you don't have the proper respect and reverence for him. Verse 16, uh, David says, turn to me and have mercy on me. David says, I need your mercy. Verse 17, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. David said, my troubles are growing uh, all the time. And he said, I need you to bring me out of my distresses. Verse 18, look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. David is crying out to God for cleansing and for forgiveness. And he says in verse number 20, he says, oh God, keep me. That means to protect me and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed. There it is again. Don't let me be disappointed, God. I've put my trust in thee. I'm counting on you. And verse number 21, David says, I'm waiting on you. Lord, I'm depending on you. I'm on your schedule. And God, I, I need you to show up. I need you to work. Verse 22, redeem Israel, oh God, out of all his troubles. I want to draw your attention back to verses 4 and 5, and I'll be done. I've given a long introduction, but I want to give you a few thoughts quickly. You know what David was crying out to God for in this psalm? He said, number one, he said, God, I need to know your way. He says in verse 4, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. He said, God, I need you to show me your way. I need you to show me uh, where you need me to go, uh, where you want me to go. I need you to show me what your will is. I need you to show me your plan. 
Uh, in Exodus 33, if you have a Bible there, I challenge you to turn to it and see these verses. But in Exodus 33, Moses uh, has just gone through a, uh, a very awful experience so when he came back down from the mountain and the people were worshiping the golden calf and uh, Moses, uh, he made the proclamation. He said, who is on the Lord's side? He said, you better uh, figure out if you're on God's side or not. And then the very next chapter, Exodus 33, we see that Moses is speaking with God and Moses is talking to God and God shows up in verse number 11. It says, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And it says in verse number nine, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. Verse number 12, Moses said unto the Lord, see thou sayest unto me, bring up this people and, and thou shalt not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, Moses says, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Verse 14, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Verse 15, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. You know what Moses was saying? He was saying, God, I need you to show me the way. And God, I need you to show me what you want me to do and what you want for this people. And Moses was pleading with God. He said, God, would you show me your way? That's what David was praying in Psalm 25. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Number one, we need to know God's way. But number two, we need the wisdom that comes from God. Can I tell you, you and I, we need wisdom. James chapter 1, the Bible says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. Oh, how we need wisdom. We need the wisdom of Solomon. We need the wisdom to know uh, what to say and what not to say. And we need the wisdom to know what to do and what not to do and where to go and where not to go. We need wisdom. You say, how do we get wisdom? We get wisdom from the right teacher. And can I tell you, God is more than qualified to teach us. It says in verse four, teach me thy paths. Verse five, lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation. Verse eight, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Verse nine, and the meek will he teach his way. God wants to teach us, but are we willing to listen? And are we willing to learn? I'll tell you this, some of the best teachers that I ever had in my life uh, yes, they were very smart, and yes, they had their degrees, and yes, they were very qualified, but some of the best teachers that I had in my life in school growing up were teachers that not only knew the material, but they cared about me. Uh, they weren't, were not uh, a harsh as far as like, figure it out, and yeah, you're on your own, but you know what they did? They said, let us show you. Let us explain it. Uh, let me answer your questions. And if I didn't understand it, I could ask a question. I'd say, well, let me try to explain it this way. Can I tell you, God is an amazing teacher and he wants to teach you and he wants to give you wisdom and he wants to instruct you and he will instruct you from, your word, from his word if you will let him. Number one, we need the way 
of God. Number two, we need the wisdom of God. But number three, we need to walk with God. Would you notice what it says in verse number five? David says, not only do I need you to show me, and not only do I need you to teach me, but he said, I need you to lead me. That means David said, God, I need you to walk with me. I need you to walk alongside of me. I need you to be my guide. I need you to uh, show me uh, as we go through each day. And God, I need your help, and I need your strength, and I need your encouragement. And God, I want to follow you. You know, it's hard to let someone, it's hard for anyone to lead if there's not someone that's following. Uh, Maybe you have, back in uh, days gone by, maybe you've been going on a trip and You didn't have a GPS, and you didn't have a map, and you didn't know where to go, but you were following the car in front of you. Well, maybe the car in front of you was going too fast, or the car in front of you was uh, uh, hitting all the yellow lights and leaving you hanging at the red light, and you say, it's hard to follow because I can't keep up, or "I, I can't stay with you. Can I tell you, God wants to walk beside you, and he wants to walk beside me, and he wants to lead us, and he wants to guide us, and he will lead us, and he will guide us if we'll let him. Lord, I pray that you take these truths, and Lord, a lot of teaching tonight from Psalm 25, a lot of verses to cover, but I pray that we would know your way. I pray that we would have your wisdom, and God, I pray that we would walk with you each and every day. May we get in your word, and each and every day, may we fall on our knees, and every day, God, may we have a walk with you that you would lead us, and that you would guide us, and that you would direct us, And may we be willing to follow. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.